Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and this week we are daring to be different. Good words to live by, I, I dare say. I really don't have much to, uh, you know, insert witty banter here. I don't know. I'm excited about this episode, and I'm going to hop right in. This is a great episode, and I one that I don't think I've ever seen. So um, I'm finally out of season 19. I'm, you know, taking it back to season 6 of Back to Basics. And this episode is, uh, this is episode 5, and again... Like I said before, this episode is called Dare to be Different. So Ina begins. This is a great intro, by the way. I love this. So she goes, I'm the Barefoot Contessa, and I'm daring to be different. You know, most people think different food is like weird food, like fish eyeballs and foam. Ooh, I hate that. What I like to do is take the classics and do one thing that's different like a process or an ingredient that really turns up the volume. First, I'm making easy Parmesan risotto that's actually baked in the oven so you don't need to stand over a hot stove. Next, I'm adding a different ingredient to a green bean salad to make French green beans with dill. Then, I'm heading to Mary's Marvelous, where my friend Mary shakes up scrambled eggs with a (laughs) Tex-Mex twist. That's a tongue twister. And since sometimes you can just serve something classic in a different way, I'm making a deconstructed strawberry shortcake. What makes me think Jeffrey's going to show up for that? Great. I'm loving this. I mean, so many things to talk about. What are fish eyeballs and foam? Is this a dish? I don't know. I did Google it. Um, I like paused the episode when I was watching it. I was like, what the hell are fish eyeballs and foam? Is that something? I didn't really find anything right off the bat. I kind of lost patience with Google, but I, you know, I, uh, I don't, I don't know what that means. Are those two separate things? One may never know, but maybe you listeners do. So let me know. Um, I'm excited for the risotto. I'm excited for the green beans. Um, and I mean, I have ooh, the the egg burrito. I'm just super excited to talk about because as we all know, I am a professional when it comes to making a good breakfast burrito. And this one's pretty good. I do have a couple of things that we will talk about, of course, as uh, when she goes to Mary's. Um, so let's get into this. Yeah. So Ina starts out with this risotto. And she wa- she's walking out of the pantry with, like, the arborio rice in hand. And she says, you know, when people say they like to come home and make risotto, risotto and stir it, they find it relaxing. I think, no, they don't. It's just annoying. So Ina has come up with the antidote, which is uh, making it in the oven. And I think this... I think this works. I think this is like an easy way to do this uh, for a lot of reasons, really. So she pours, and I feel like we just did a risotto episode. I feel like, whew, they're all running together, but I feel like I talked about risotto in the last two or three weeks. So Ina, um, she starts by pouring one and a half cups of rice into her Le Crusette Dutch oven. And next she puts in four cups of homemade chicken stock that's already been uh, heated up in a separate saucepan. And then she covers it and puts it in an oven at 350 degrees for 45 minutes. So that's, I mean, that's pretty 
quick and easy as far as the rice. Uh, I mean, that's how rice is made anyway. I mean, typically on a stovetop. But so 45 minutes later, she gathers a few ingredients to kind of finish off the risotto. <laughs> I keep wanting to say risotto. The risotto. Um, I, I don't know why. I think I'm thinking of the words stir and risotto, and it's coming out risotto. Um, anyways, these the, the ingredients that she gets are some white wine and some parmesan, of course. And uh, so once the rice is out on top, on the stovetop there, she adds one more cup of hot chicken stock, uh, half a cup of white wine, three tablespoons of butter, and a cup of Parmesan cheese. And then she instructs us to stir vigorously for two to three minutes to activate the starches in the rice to kind of get it that, like, I don't know, I almost said gloopy, which is not the most, like, appetizing word, but we know. it. it we know what I'm talking about. Um, and Ida says, she's like, I have to tell you, two to three minutes, it's longer than you think it is. Hmm. She doesn't, hmm, but I had to add it in there because uh, I felt that she was annoyed <laughs> that she had to do it. But anyway, after she's done stirring for two to three minutes, she finishes it off with one cup of frozen peas and some salt and pepper. And then she plates it. And I have to say, it looks pretty convincing. It looks pretty close to the real thing. I would not argue with anyone and if, if they said that this is, you know, a bullshit way to make risotto. Ris I almost said risotto again. Risotto. Uh, because, you know, you have to do it. You got to do it right. But the, the real way takes a lot of time. So, yeah, I'm into this. I think this is a great you know, sort of alternative if you want that risotto. I have to really concentrate on saying that now. Anyway, uh, so she takes her bowl of risotto and she's like, while I eat this, I'm going to show you a few more ways that I take classic recipes and shake them up. So she walks over to her uh, computer, which is at the edge of the, the counter there. It's the it's the Ask Ina spot, you know, if you know, you know, <laughs> but it's like it's a different angle. It's not the angle that it usually is. It's like a head on. Uh, shot. So she talks about how sometimes she'll change a process to shake things up, but also sometimes she'll change an ingredient. It's really getting wild on this episode. So uh, she holds up a little pack of white truffle butter and says, if something I'm making has butter in it, sometimes I'll use white truffle butter instead. And um, she goes on to say, it's surprisingly inexpensive, coming in around seven, six or eight dollars, which isn't bad. I, I, I don't think that's the worst thing. But at the same time, it's like a four ounce tub. I, I mean, I'm not just like eyeballing it. You know what I mean? You know, like they have those like little tubs of cream cheese. It was like a mini, mini one. It's like bigger than, you know, a diner butter, of course. But like I... I think it's nice for like a special tree. And there's like all this. Um, well, yeah, the next thing she does is she clicks a button on her laptop and we get some beautiful B-roll footage of her using uh, truffle butter under the skin of a turkey. And she says it gives us or she said it gives it such a luxurious twist, <laughs> which is great. Um, and then there's some footage of her tossing a gorgeous. I thought it was. Um, you know, some people say tagliatelle, uh, but I'll say tagliatelle. Uh, but it's tagliarelle. I don't know what that is. R-E-L-L-E. I don't know if maybe the... She did say it with an R, though. I guess it's a different type of pasta. It's basically a flatter type of pasta, like definitely wider than linguine or alfredo for sure. Or fettuccine, sorry. Um, 
and she that pasta she's like tossing it uh, the pasta with the white truffle butter and, she, and you know there's a little cream in there a little parmesan a little chives oof it looked really good i mean i'm always going to be a sucker for any type of pasta uh it looked great uh, she also says, it can also turn the most humble, comforting mac and cheese into something that's good enough for company. Uh, and this looks to be like a white uh, a white truffle butter mushroom mac and cheese, which sounds great. And the noodles are, they're like, they're, the, they're like the spirals. It's like one of those like, um, like a spiral slide in a playground. You know what I mean? It's just like a tube but it's like a spiral. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, I feel like if I went in one of those things nowadays, I wouldn't make it around the first bend of that, you know? I feel like I, feel like I would get stuck and I'd have to like call the fire department. Can you imagine? I would just pack it up after that. Like if I was like on the news, like local man gets stuck in a spiral, <laughs> like slide at the playground. It would be um, hum- humiliating. Yes. Um, I lost my place in my notes. I'm thinking I, I'll, I won't go in a spiral slide, everyone. I think I did recently. We were like playing with Keon's nephews. I don't know. I feel like that was last year. Um, where the heck am I? Okay. Okay. Now Ina reveals her other secret weapon, which is, you guessed it, saffron. Um, you know, we she loves saffron. She's got to show us her like, you know, the most bougie spices that she's got so she does warn us that this one is actually expensive because it's the stamens of crocuses which we all know i mean if there's one thing i've learned from ina garden i don't know if this sticks in everyone's head as much as it does for me but you know saffron is the stamens of crocuses i will forever remember that (laughs) uh so thanks ina uh, so she taps her laptop again, and we see the ways in which she uses saffron to spice things up. So we see some chicken bouillabaisse. We see just like a, I don't know, it's, she said, I think she said just like a classic stew, which, you know, great. And then also some risotto as well, too, which gives it that beautiful, like, golden goldenrod color uh, that we all love about risotto, a.k.a. risotto. So she wraps up this segment by saying, of course, it doesn't always have to be something exotic. It can be something as simple as fresh dill, uh, which makes all the difference in my French string bean salad. So great. That was the perfect little segue there. Um, She starts now we're into, you know, French string bean salad. So she starts by blanching some green beans. She drains them and then plunges them into some ice water to stop the cooking, you know, this is all stuff we've seen on Ina. Uh, and then it's time for the dressing, which is quite simple, I feel. It's some uh, Dijon mustard, some white wine vinegar, and then salt and pepper. So, yeah. And then, of course, you slowly add a half a cup of olive oil to emulsify it. It kind of looks like hollandaise, which made me want it to be hollandaise. Like, I don't think there's anything that wouldn't be made better by hollandaise sauce. It's just so good. And I remember, like, when I was younger... My mom would always get eggs benedict. It was like it was like either eggs benedict or a waffle with strawberries and whipped cream. That was like her standard. And I remember like being so grossed out by it. I don't I mean maybe I tried a little bit of it, but now that I'm an adult, holy shit, hollandaise sauce is so good and terrible for you cuz it's just like <laughs> it's just like butter, but it's so good and I do love a good eggs benny. Like I in any sort of way like, you know, sometimes they try to, like, turn up the volume at certain restaurants and, like, 
you know, put it on a potato pancake or something, and I'm I'm on board. I'm I just like, what's not to love about that? I love a um, the type of egg. What is it called? What is that egg called? A oh my gosh, why am I blanking on this? A boiled. Ugh, I have to pause and look it up. My brain is melting right now. A poached egg. That's what it is. Everyone is probably yelling at their phones. Um. Yeah, so Eggs Benedict rules, and um, I wish this was hollandaise sauce. But it's not. It's a beautiful dressing that Ida made with love. So, um, and the last ingredient, of course, in this dressing is some fresh dill, the star. Uh, it looks great. I would totally eat this. I love string beans, and uh, or as Lin-Manuel would call them, haricot verts, as we all know from that Mary Poppins episode, <laughs> which was a classic. I was jo- Jody was on that. Hey, Jody, if you're listening. Uh, so now Ina is off to Mary's Marvelous, which is, um, I feel like that's a very frustrating title of a store or name of a store. It's just like Mary's Marvelous what? And then I thought I was like, maybe it's like Mary's Marvelous, like Mary is Marvelous. But that's not it either. It's M-A-Y apostrophe S and then the word Marvelous and an exclamation point after it. I don't know what to make of it, but you know. We're not going to question it. She She's a great gal, this Mary. Uh, so Ina walks in. She's learned, or she, she's learned. She is there to learn how to shake up scrambled eggs. And she kind of talks about the shop, how it's sort of a, a little smattering of everything. It's like a cafe, but they also have like breakfast sandwiches. And it looks great. This is like my type of place. I love a good, I love a, a coffee shop. And I love a place that has just a little bit, like, you know, I feel like there's different stages. There's like just coffee shop. And then there's coffee shop with pastries. And then there's coffee shop with like pastries and breakfast stuff. And that's, that's the, the cream of the crop there, really. So, yes, yeah, she's at Mary's Marvelous, exclamation points. And uh, she says, something tells me she's going to have a great new take on scrambled eggs. So Ina walks in and um, she hugs Mary across the counter, which surprisingly isn't that awkward. It looked like it was a pretty wide counter. I don't know. I just feel like my elbow would hit like a can of pencils on the way, you know, like the pens that you use to sign. I would knock over something. Um, so Mary invites Ina back into the kitchen and Ina walks by the camera and says, ooh, I like coming. Wait. <laughs> Take two. Ooh, I like coming back to the inner sanctum. And then she just like whizzes by the camera. Ugh. Is she's the best. So they're back in the kitchen and they're making eggs Colombian. And essentially this is scrambled eggs with scallions and tomato, which sounds delicious. I I mean, anything, any kind of breakfast food, I'm always on board. Uh, So Ina is on egg cracking duty while Mary chops some scallions and some tomato. And Ina asks Mary where she gets her inspiration. And she said, some of the cooks in my kitchen are Colombian. And they said that this is a classic Colombian breakfast, which I love. I love like, I feel like there's shows like this on Netflix or something, but I would love to see a show that just does, or maybe I watched like a tasty video or something on like Instagram or something, but like just different kinds of breakfasts. (laughs) Breakfasts? different kinds of breakfasts all over the world because I just feel like even like Keon who's Lebanese like you know they don't they have like a lot of it's like uh like pita bread and some like cucumbers and maybe some tomatoes 
Um, they have this like great sort of like it's like a pita bread with like olive oil and a spice called za'atar, which is like it's like I don't know. It has like thyme. It's really good, and they make these like sandwiches. Uh, manish, I think that is like the singular, and manushe is like the plural. I'm like, that's right. I'm fluent in Arabic, so not really. I just know like all the foods in Arabic, which of course is the most important part. Um, but they make them. They're sort of like pizza pies, and sometimes you put cheese on them and you fold them up. Ugh, they're so good. And then you put like a little. Sometimes you put a little slice of tomato, maybe sometimes olives. I think. Um, this is all to say it's very savory and. Very rarely do we eat eggs at his parents' house. I feel like we never do. If they do, if we do, it's because like I'm whining about it and I want eggs, so I like <laughs> I, like make them myself or something. Um, so oh, I lost my place on my notes again. Ina stirs the eggs. Okay, here we go. Um, so yeah, Ina stirring the eggs, and um, Mary puts and and Mary's chopping. Yeah, so she puts in some olive oil into the skillet, high heat she says, and then puts all of the scallions and half the tomato in. And she cooks that up for a few minutes just to get that, you know, just to sweat them out, as they say. And uh, after a few minutes, the eggs go in. And once they're done, she takes it over to the counter and then sort of like divvies it up between two whole wheat flour tortillas. So here is where my criticism comes in. This looks great. I mean, you really can't mess up an egg burrito. But what I will say is she didn't fold in the edges on the unlike the right side and the left side she just like kind of rolled it up um i i think there is like a special way because what i do is i kind of i put my tortillas like in the microwave for like i actually do about 30 seconds to which you know maybe i could probably get away with 15 but it makes it just like a little bit more pliable like they do a chipotle when they put in that like i want one of those that would be awesome i'm like keon buy me one of those whatever they are the tortilla warmers um because then you can sort of really kind of work with the tortilla so you like you roll it a little bit and then you kind of like you know the sides the right and the left there you kind of tuck it in and then you roll it so everything's sort of like a neat little package but with this it was just like they poured the eggs on and then just like rolled it up forward and that was it it still looks like kind of chic but all the juices are going to come out which is what happened when i took a bite of them but uh I don't know. It bothered me, but also you do you, Mary. It's fine. So, um, what did she say? Okay, sorry. I got lost. I got lost again. So, this is great. So, before the break, Ina says, <laughs> Ina says, next up is the deconstructed strawberry shortcakes. It's all about the way you serve them. And it was such a weird sentence. Like, it's just like, it almost like, it sounded as if she wanted to say the word darling afterward. It's all about the way you serve them, darling. It was very like, I don't know, snobby, rich, gilded age woman. It was very, it was very that. Um, But it made me laugh hard. Um, So after the break, it is strawberry shortcake time, which Ina tells us is Jeffrey's favorites. And I don't know if I believe that. I mean, I do believe her. But isn't everything Jeffrey's favorite, you know? Who knows? Um, but anyway, she makes the, uh, the shortcakes first. So she chops up some cold butter into like little cubes and then measures out the dry ingredients, which are flour, sugar, baking powder, and salt. 
and then she puts the flour and the butter into the standing mixer for a bit to sort of break that down and then she gets her wet ingredients together very simple uh, ingredients here it's just heavy cream and eggs i'm surprised there's no vanilla in there i don't know i don't know why she left that out i guess it's kind of like a she said it's like a like a scone texture but i feel like we needed some vanilla there uh so she flours the board once the dough is kind of all incorporated and she plops the dough onto it and the dough looks oh, so good i am a dough a dough boy through and through i would eat that whole thing raw i just love it um so she pats out the dough ball into like and she said you could roll it but she kind of just like smacks it down with her fingers to five eighths eighths of an inch which i feel is very specific uh, and then she uses a two-inch cutter to cut out the pieces. How adorable is that, she says, as she holds up like a <laughs> like a disc. It is cute. Um, and then she makes an egg wash for them and then sprinkles some sugar on top. And then it's into the oven, 400 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, they, they would never even make it to the strawberry shortcake. I would just, like, eat them. Um, I will say this now. I, I guess... I don't think I've talked about this on the the podcast before, but okay. So here's, yeah, I'm just going to come out and say this. I don't love strawberry shortcake. I know everyone else in the free world loves strawberry shortcake, but it's not one of my favorites. And it's not, I mean, we all know my my hangups about like chocolate and whipped, uh, like chocolate, chocolate and whipped cream. I love that. Chocolate and fruit. And this, like this fits the profile. It's like, you know, the the whipped cream with the vanilla and the strawberry, I feel like it does really go well together. I think the reason why is because when um, when we would make it when we were younger, my mom would never make it homemade. And that's, I'm not like throwing shade to my mom, because even with like a homemade biscuit or whatever it is, like a cake, I still feel like I wouldn't really love it. But what my family always used to do is like, I mean, they would amp it up too. They would put like, they would cut like a pound cake almost and put like a layer of pound cake and then a scoop of ice cream and then uh, another piece of pound cake on top and then some whipped cream and then the strawberries around that. It would always be served in a bowl, but they would also put extra juices on it. And I hated that. And I feel like when I was young, I didn't like, I didn't know how to say like, I don't want that much juice on it because I just don't love a soggy cake. I feel like the less juice, the better. And eventually, you know, it's not like my mom said, like, tough shit, you're eating it. It was like, eventually I was like, I I could like ladle my own strawberries onto it. And I just put like a few. I don't like it to be all soupy, but some I don't think everyone in my family likes the soup or like the juice. I don't know. It just felt wrong to me. But I um, and there's like a famous story recently, actually, where I, I feel like it was like three years ago or something and my mom invited Keon and I over for dinner and um it was like someone celebrate it might have been my dad's birthday or something and she was like and guess what we're having for dessert and I was like I just knew it was strawberry shortcake and my dad because my dad loves it um and I was and she said strawberry shortcake and everyone went yeah and I was like no (laughs) and I threw such a like I didn't like throw a fit on the floor or anything like that banging my fist but I was just like oh man it was like one of those and Keon was like appalled he couldn't believe I did that at my father's birthday of all things of all places uh but I did and I had to let my frustrations known so I mean I'll tell you this much we haven't had strawberry shortcake since (laughs) because everyone knows I hate it um but you know I I'm sure we'll have it again don't you know I won't let my family 
you know, someone will make it. But I, I would definitely eat this kind of strawberry shortcake, the deconstructed, because everything's sort of separate and beautiful. So I'm into this. Um, so, oh, next up, Ina has another like coming up segment. And this is a good one. She said, she says like this whole thing about like what she's making and the she the last couple things she says is strawberries and whipped cream hmm what makes me think jeffrey will be coming by <laughs> it was like an actual hmm which i love i feel like they're so far few few and far between these days um i love a good hum by ina so that made me really happy Okay, so we're on the strawberries. Uh, she starts by hulling some strawberries and then slicing them very thin. She puts them in a bowl and sprinkles some sugar on them and then pours some Grand Marnier over them. Yes, I am so into this. I just think that's the perfect combination. And while she lets the strawberries uh, macerate, she whips up some heavy, some heavy, oh yeah, heavy cream. I was going to say heavy whipped cream, but... Um, my, I don't know. My words are not making sense today, uh, which we all know how to make homemade whipped cream. It's just, you know, the cream, the sugar, some good vanilla, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, so now it's time to build the deconstructed cakes. And I will say I was surprised by this. So she puts the strawberry, uh, like the strawberry, the macerated strawberries into a martini glass, which is very cute. Um, and then she puts the whipped cream on top of that. And she puts the shortcakes on the side, like she puts the martini glass in the center of a plate and then just like an, on the plate, she puts the two uh, shortcakes, which I thought she would like split one open a cake and then sort of like, you know, very artfully just like put it on top of the martini glass. I actually wouldn't mind that. I know I just said that I don't really love the soggy-ness of it all, but um, I think I'd be into that. I would I would allow that because I, I'd want to like dip it. You know, I'd want to like spread it over the the shortcake like... I don't know. I would need a spoon. Um, anyway, she she makes one for her and one for Jeffrey, and she uh, she lifts the tray up, and she's she just goes looks at the camera and says, "Wow!" And then she walks out. It was really funny and really cute. Uh, it's like I even amaze myself sometimes. Uh, so love those kind of moments. So she takes this out to Jeffrey, and I feel like he is. <laughs> I feel like he's a little confused as to what to do here. You can tell he's like treading lightly. I feel like, um, I, again, I feel like I would want to scoop my cookie into the glass, I guess. And what he was doing is he was kind of, he's like, what do I, do I, do I eat the strawberries first? Do I eat the cookie first or the shortcake? And um, I don't know what Ina said, but I, I could tell he was like, he didn't want to mess it up. So, uh, you know, they're just kind of eating it and it looks great. And Ina says... Uh, so what do you think? Do you like strawberry shortcake the traditional way or deconstructed? And Jeffrey says, hmm, I like them both. And Ina laughs and Jeffrey laughs. And then she looks at the camera and says, he's a great audience. End of episode. <laughs> I was uh, I was hoping for, you know, I've been so starved for a good Ina zinger at the end of the episode because the last that season 19, they're not living up to what we need them to live up to in the last, you know, five seconds of each episode. But this was, I'll take this one. He's a great audience. What a weird, it's like, I understand what you're saying there. He's a great audience, but maybe like, he loves everything. Or I knew he'd love it. I don't know. Um, And there was also like on the, in the last scene, there was like this like strip of 
shade across her forehead from the blinds <laughs> because the sun was setting like where they they were like in a really cute spot in their house like I, I didn't know where they were um but it was really funny the sun was setting and uh, yeah that's that's the episode y'all um the sun is also setting on this episode how's that for a segue so thank you everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a Facebook group for The Good Vanilla. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla on Facebook. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Ooh, I want to give a shout-out to Tara Cunningham, who sent me a message, a DM on Instagram, because last week I read uh, her review, uh, or that she left a five-star review, and it was very sweet. And um, I think I was like, her initials were like T-C-U-N-N, and I was like, maybe it's Timothy Cunningham. And I was close, but uh, no cigar. So thank you again, Tara for listening and if anyone else wants to leave a review a five-star rating and review on itunes that would be much appreciated or if you um, love the podcast just tell another barefoot contessa fanatic that also works too and if you want to know where to get more of me you can follow me on twitter and instagram at nick kochanov and you can find me on my other podcast the best supporting podcast every week with colin drucker Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.